Hey guys, welcome back to another Bite Sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown. I apologize if you're listening to this, uh, well, if you notice, if you kind of like keep up with us on a weekly basis, uh, this episode is late. That is 100% my fault. Um, I've just had a crazy week at work. Like uh, today, I'm recording this on Thursday, and basically since Sunday, I've been doing 10 plus hour days. Um, our, our student camp is actually on campus this year. Uh, they go out and do stuff during the day and then come in in the evening. I'm not actually involved in it, except that I'm running tech in their um, sessions that they have at night. So doing my normal responsibilities during the day and then in the evening, uh, I'm running tech, you know, preparing stuff and running tech for them. So uh, there's, it's, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot more than I thought it was going to be. And unfortunately, haven't gotten around to recording anything until today. So totally my fault. Um, yeah, any, any hate mail you can address directly to me. Anyways, with that out of the way, um, I what actually actually there's there's a segue here. There's definitely a segue here because um, I haven't been able to give the time that I wanted to to this bite size. I was planning on doing a bite size on Roroni Kenshin, the manga, because I just finished all of the manga and ah oh, oh, it's so good, guys. It's so good. Go read Roroni Kenshin now. Um, but I felt like because it's so good, I actually have to give it a little bit more time and not just kind of talk off the top of my head about it. I, I want to, you know, give, do it some justice because it is some really good stuff uh, in, in very many ways. And I'd like to talk about all those very many ways the next time I do a bite-sized episode. Uh, so because I haven't had the amount of time that I wanted to devote to that, um, I had another thought I wanted to share with you guys. So the next two episodes that we're doing of the the podcast, and you know the main episodes that we're doing, are going to be on near automata. Uh, so you know how we how we've been covering games lately is like the first episode we give kind of just our impressions and some of the baggage that we have going into and, and any history we have with the series and then the second episode is kind of like the real like get down and dirty into the story and the mechanics and how it all plays together and really kind of dive deeper into the game as a game. Um, and we got together, we recorded some of our initial thoughts, but I, I had another thought that I didn't share, um, that, that's really actually come up since we've recorded that episode. So it's not that I necessarily didn't want to, but it is something that's just kind of like stuck in my brain that I wanted to kind of, I don't know, get out through, uh, through a bite-sized episode. Why not? Um, before we jump all the way into it, I, I probably should have said this at the start of the episode. Sorry, already three minutes in, but here we are. Um, we are going to be covering some material here that's, uh, you have to be more mature with this. Okay. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to be addressing some immaturity. Okay. We're going to be talking about, uh, sexualization and, and so like sexual themes as well. So, I, I don't know. I mean, like if you have this on around people that might make it awkward, I don't know, turn it off or whatever you want to do. But I, I just, you know, fair warning. That's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today. 
Now, obviously, I'm coming at this from a Christian lens, and so I'm going to be bringing in some scripture here after I kind of give my thoughts as well. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely, I already have my biases. But again, as I kind of think about this, I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to process this with you guys. Hopefully, and if you have any input, please reach out. Um, it, it, it just stands out as strange to me. And more so than strange, it is profoundly ironic. Okay, so if you are unfamiliar with Near Automata, even that um, subtitle, or I guess, not really the subtitle, but the title of the game. Okay, Near is the series, but then it's Automata, right? So they're all automatons. Uh, they are automata. Uh, that's the pr- plural version of the word automaton. Basically, they're all robots. Okay, everyone in this game is a machine. Yet, um, if you were to go searching around for the game, I mean, Yeah, I'll put it this way. If you just type into Google near Automata and uh, then you click over to Google Images, you're going to find some cursed images there. (laughs) I mean, there is some really weird and creepy stuff. that, uh, And and it stems from the the character models, okay? They are... uh, Well, here's the weird thing is that, again, if you haven't played the game, let me just explain this. They're all machines, right? Okay, so there there are robots that look like basically like trash cans. Um, that are the bad guys. But then the good guys, um, 95% of them uh, all look like women. They're, they're, they're androids, okay? But they have this kind of idealized female form to them. And it, on top of that, uh, they're, they're questionably dressed. I'll put it that way. It's not like it's hyper-sexualized, but it is certainly like riding that line to where it's like, okay, you know what you're doing, right? I mean, the, 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 the art direction for this game created these characters in such a way that, yes, they are, they are sexualized. Not necessarily highly sexualized, but they are certainly like kind of a nod and a wink, like, yeah, she's not really wearing enough clothes. Oh, but it's, it, I mean, but at the same time, it's okay because they're robots, right? So it, so it doesn't really matter. And even just in that idea, it's almost ironic, right? Because this isn't a person. Not only is there the, the separation that, hey, this is just a video game, right? This is virtual. This is not a real person. But then also what it is uh, symbolizing within the video game is not actually a real person. It's, in essence, just like metal, <laughs> you know? It's, it, it's just materials that have been created, and yet they've been formed ironically into this this feminine image that is then sexualized even though there's like no purpose behind that cuz what okay step back i mean it's pretty simple right rhetorical question why would you sexualize something is because you want some sort of you know you want to see some sort of sexuality in that thing and when you do that to robots that's that's what i find ironic here is like there there's there's no reason to there is no end goal in doing this other than your own perversion of what sexuality is because 
again, as a Christian, I believe that sexuality is a good thing, but it was created for marriage itself. So um, out of out of sexuality springs procreation, right? Not necessarily, I'm not, I'm not saying that every time and you say, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that like that, that's part of the purpose that God had given it. Now there's, there's more purpose in that as well to, to, um, enjoy the marriage union as well. So there, there are all these good things that spring from our sexuality so long as it is, uh, cultivated within a marriage relationship. And so when you take it outside of that relationship, you start to see how much it is degraded, right? And and I just see in sort of uh, one of the things that this game is doing, and not that it's necessarily overt, um, we'll get there in a second, but that it takes that and makes it profoundly inconsequential or purposeless, uh, it, it makes it completely superfluous as to why <laughs> you would sexualize a machine. I mean, come on, guys. Um, so, so there's that from from the art direction. But okay, like I mentioned earlier, right? You go to Google and you start searching around for these characters, and you find all kinds of creepy, perverted things. Now, I get it. That's what the internet does, right? Unfortunately, that's just a sign of the times. But I think I think that speaks to our culture that they would not only just take a feminine form, but it, but it's so, again, profoundly ironic that they would use the feminine form that was used for a machine. <laughs> and they would amp up, this is where you, you, you'd see it highly sexualized, is, is just some of the stuff online. And we see this with, you know, with the uh, Resident Evil 8 stuff coming out as well. I mean, there's all kinds of creepy, weird video game weird pervy stuff okay we we all know it it just strikes me um it, it's so clear in particular with a game where you're only dealing with machines and actually you know one of the things in this game it's it's not super spoiler territory it's a lot of these types of stories kind of deal with this it's not the main core of the game but part of the game is you know what's the difference between you know man and machine right it's that's that ghost in a shell kind of a concept Again, not a main theme of the game, but if the characters themselves are wrestling with their own purpose and wrestling with uh, who they're supposed to be, you know, delving into existentialism here, I find it even more ironic that their sexuality is used in such a way. It, it basically goes along with that. Like it's so twisted. And, and people have taken it and twisted it so far that now, like, these characters, you might know these characters simply because of the way that they've been hypersexualized. Uh, it's, it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it's also, I think, it shows us what happens when we reject our purpose, right? We all know that God has, has given us purpose, right? We all know um, who God is. We all know certain things through natural law, through the things that he's created, um, right and wrong, you know, and, and to take something as beautiful as sexuality and then to distort it so uh, profoundly. I keep using that word, sorry, um, but it just, I think it, it, it sums this up pretty well. Uh, it, it, it's, this is just one way that I see it's, it's so clear in how um, honestly ridiculous it's gotten, um, but what it speaks to us 
you know, as a culture, how we can see this. And it's, it's seen in Romans one as well. Uh, I think I quoted some of this from the last bite size, but I'm going to go ahead and jump into it as well, you know, because this is talking about, um, let's see, verse 21 says, although they knew God, they didn't honor him as God or gives thanks to give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Right. I think this is, this is a, a very clear, um, example of that right because because those who reject what god has to say about their sexuality become futile in their ideas about their sexuality it becomes completely inward looking instead of this thing that's supposed to be celebrated between two people who are committed to each other as as god's image bearers right but instead it's it's becomes you know something for for one person to enjoy by themselves i mean it's it's so distorted and and, and you see this by taking a, a robot <laughs> sexualizing a robot uh, you see that like what Roman says that their foolish hearts were darkened is so true. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things, right? You're exchanging the truth of God for a lie. You're exchanging the greatness and the glory and the majesty of God for mankind and then for birds and animals and creeping things. Like you see this descent in Romans, right? From God to man to animals, like what else are you going to worship? Your, your own libido. (laughs) And even then you're not even doing it properly. You're, you're, you're destroying yourself by going after, uh, this perversion, right? The next verse says, therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship, worshiped and served the creator, the creation, excuse me, rather than the creator who's blessed forever. Um, so we see God, God gives these people up to the lusts of their hearts. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there, but for the grace of God, uh, I would be, I would be there as well. Right. I, I would be that person. Um, but God hasn't given me up to the lust of my heart because he's saved me. Um, so I, I don't mean to, you know, point the finger and be like, oh, look at how terrible the world is. Not, not necessarily. I'm just, I'm just showing like, <laughs> look at the, like, this is such a clear picture of what God says and what happens when we reject his truth, right? We, we see the profound irony in the things that we start to worship, it's not only, right? Like humanity isn't good enough for us. And now we go to robots <laughs> or like digitized images of robots. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so ridiculous, guys, when you step back and like look at it. Not that anyone, you know, not that I'm accusing anyone who's listening to this would actually like delve into these things. But anyways, I, I just wanted to, I, I hope this is, I don't mean to be negative, um, it, it was really the irony that just sticks out to me. If you didn't get that by me saying that, you know, like 20 times already. Um, but how we can take things and distort them because of our darkened hearts. Um, we, we take these good things and we um, debase ourselves with them. And I just found it uh, particularly poignant as we were talking about near Automata. So hopefully this has been at least interesting. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, if you want to reach out, please do so. Uh, if you have any thoughts on the topic as well, uh, I'd, I'd love to talk more about it. Um, 
you know, in, in, in the proper context and company and all that fun stuff. So, um, I don't know, Discord's probably the best place to reach out, but, um, hopefully we will talk to you later next week. Again, dropping the first episode on uh, Nier Automata. So tune in for that. Till then, guys, we'll catch you later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well... It's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby!